You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. It's Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm Mike Pierce, Senior HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. A Portland submarket report for new construction. Sales volume dropped 76% year-over-year to $6 billion as cap rates hit 5%. Rents are falling, but they're falling much slower in the suburbs. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Gantry Incorporated, the country's largest independent mortgage banking firm focused exclusively on commercial real estate. HFO is your leading multifamily firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. Portland, Oregon will face a hefty apartment construction schedule over the remainder of 2023. After an extreme lull in new units coming to market that witnessed a decade low of 522 in the third quarter of 2022, activity has increased in earnest. This is due in part to the Vancouver area's once hefty pipeline that has begun to shrink as communities wrap up construction. However, Portland's urban core neighborhoods like the Northwest, Southeast, and Southwest have seen an uptick in high-rise towers beginning to work through the cycle as well. These projects generally take much longer to complete the permitting process, so the completions were dwindling through 2022. A slew of groundbreakings were in and around downtown, already behind some of the Pacific Northwest counterparts and recovering from a significant correction in apartment demand. Portland is likely to trail the region in rent growth through early 2024 as a result. Year-over-year rent gains have dipped to negative 0.9 at the start of the third quarter, but expect to fall nearly negative 2% at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Forecasts are showing around 2,000 additional units that will be completed during this period, with Portland's trailing 12-month net absorption eroding to 1,350 units. The added supply will keep vacancy on the upward trajectory. Areas at the most risk of near-term oversupply, vacancy expansion, and subsequent rent growth erosion include Northwest Portland, Southwest Portland, and Southeast Portland. These parts of the city are near 0% rent growth, while Northwest Portland already in negative territory. Vancouver, for its part, will see a solid supply spike, but it only leads the metropolitan area in leasing over the past year, with well over 1,000 units absorbed on a net basis. Transaction totals in July were about 53% below the $12.7 billion average during the five years before the pandemic. Apartment sales have been falling more than 60% each month for a year now. That trend accelerated in July as transaction volume plummeted 76% year-over-year to $6 billion. As liquidity dried up, cap rates have risen 30 basis points year-over-year to 5% in July. For mid- and high-rise apartments, they increased 40 basis points to 4.9%, while they ticked up 30 basis points to 5% for garden apartments. Sales declines were fairly even across all asset classes. Garden volume fell 76% to $3.8 billion, while mid- and high-rise transactions dropped 75% to $2.2 billion. Single-asset trades dropped 74% to $5.2 billion, where portfolio and entity deals plummeted 82% to $800 million. The declines posted in July didn't just fall off of 2021 and 2022, when there was an excess of liquidity in the apartment market. Sales also were 53% below the $12.7 billion average in the five years before the COVID pandemic. Although there is not a lot of money currently pursuing apartment deals, there is capital waiting to pounce when attractive deals become available. If you look at the stats around how much money has been raised in the past two years, it's actually at record highs. On the West Coast, transaction volume fell 55% and cap rates were in the mid-4 to low-5 for institutional quality assets. 
Interest from a healthy group of buyers ranges from local syndicators to large institutional and foreign investors. As expected, leverage buyers remain largely on the sidelines waiting for more clarity on interest rates. Interest rates aren't the only factor delaying sales. In addition to higher debt costs, plateauing rents have also made it hard to pin down values. And finally, rents are falling, but they're falling much slower in the suburbs. The rental market is taking a deep breath in 2023. Double-digit annual rent growth persisted in 2021 and 22, but has swiftly fallen to negative 0.7% as of the most recent estimates for July, meaning apartments are renting for less today than they did a year ago. This is the first year-over-year price drop in the rental market has experienced since the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the defining features of the pandemic rental market is a gap that emerged between core and urban assets. Since 2020, rapid rent increases have been concentrated in America's suburbs, which saw a huge influx of new residents that in turn placed extreme pressure on existing housing supply. City cores got more expensive as well, but their rent increases came later and moved slower. Between March 2020 and July 22, suburban rents increased almost 27% compared to 20% in core cities. One year later, pandemic rent sits at 25 and 18% respectively, following a modest drop in rent. A quick glance at the national data shows that even though rents are down year over year, an affordability windfall is not reaching the suburbs. In fact, the urban-suburban gap has widened steadily for the past eight months because rent drops have been slower in the suburbs than in the core cities. Today, year-over-year rent declines have reached negative 1.7% in core cities and negative 1.2% in suburban ones. This means that over the course of the pandemic, suburban rent growth has outpaced core city rent growth by nearly eight percentage points, the highest it has ever been. Most of the gap emerged within the first 12 months of the pandemic, but has widened steadily since then. In some metropolitan areas, the urban-suburban gap is more than twice the national average. This includes a handful of dense coastal cities like Seattle, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Portland, where core cities experienced deep rent cuts early in the pandemic are just now returning to pre-pandemic prices. Since November 2022, rents have generally flattened. The current rent growth for Portland is 1.7% and Seattle at 2%, whereas Portland's suburbs are 22.8% and Seattle suburbs at 19%. That's a gap of 21.1 and 17% respectively. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. We'll be discussing how recent legislative changes impact housing with Marcel Gazmundo as he explains the new Oregon laws. HFO TV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor blog available on our website. If you're a multifamily owner in Washington, be sure to subscribe to our other bi-weekly podcast, The Washington Multifamily Market Watch, available on our website and all podcast Stay markets. in the know with HFO. Thanks for listening Listen and talk to, to you next week. Read the latest news or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.